Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and alongside in studio once again, the best enduro driver I've ever seen in one race, Mr. Stephen Collins. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here, as always. And we got a lot to talk about on this episode. Another doubleheader weekend, if you will. Um, both kind of at the same place, though. Oh, yeah. We were able to uh, get some quarter midget racing in this week, and we got racing in on the big track. Mother Nature threatened both days, but uh, threatened Saturday big time. That How annoying was that rain on Saturday? It definitely uh, definitely made things interesting. Uh, I don't know if interesting is the, the right word, but it definitely made for it made for one of those nights where it just seemed like everything out of our control went wrong, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going at is we had the rain delay. That was a can't, pain. Can't do anything about that. Can't, can't do anything up. about it. Exactly. But I feel like it got everybody raring to go. It did, but it just it's one of those like delays in the night where it's just like, man, we're, we're going to be here a while. And then we'll, we'll get into this later about all the other delays. But it made for it made for one of those new Smyrna Speedway nights. That's for sure. Um Definitely want to thank everybody that's been listening. Um, we got some negative feedback this week, which um, which stemmed from the little clip that I played about the troll last week. Uh, I got a I got some negative feedback on that, which is good because here's the thing: if um, that that just means people that aren't necessarily fans of you or your opinion or your thoughts are listening too. So. Um, if you ask me, that just legitimizes our little fake broadcast that we do here. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I man, a few words over here, but you said everything that you could possibly say. It's just funny because, you know, obviously we, we do this for fun. It is a platform for myself or for Steven or anybody who calls into the show to say what's on their mind. And here's the thing. If you troll my Facebook and you're, everybody's free to do what they want on Facebook. But if you want to troll a post that I put on my Facebook, on my Facebook, expect me to use it. And that's what I did. I mean, it's just funny because it, it, it just proves to me that people that don't like me are listening. And, and it really just makes me want to continue on. As they say, even bad publicity is good publicity. Right. And um, this last episode that we did... Um, it was up for 24 hours, already had more listens than our Daytona recap, because I, I think our, our audience is more the short track audience, which which is fine. We are going to talk a little bit of NASCAR from time to time. If there's a big race, if there's a big moment, you know, we might have a NASCAR heavy show here to here, you know, here and there. Uh, but our audience, I, I can tell by the plays is, is definitely more short track. Uh, and, and that's where a lot of my friends are, are from and your, and your friends and the people that you know. So. Um, I'm glad that people are listening. Uh, I'm, you know, if if you're not getting negative feedback, I don't think you're doing a good enough job. As they say, if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. I, I guess so. I mean, you know, I was kind of snarky with this person in, in my comments back. I was kind of like, hey, yeah, thanks for listening. I mean, I said what I had to say and got it off my mind. And uh, the guy made a fool of himself. So, uh, you know, I, I I felt the need to play it. So, but, you know, I like hearing what people have to say, good or bad, and that uh, might stem for an extension of this show that might be happening on another network here coming up. Uh, I've been teasing that for about three weeks. I should have more details on uh, 
on something else stemming from this podcast uh, a little bit later. But uh, let's um, let's jump on into the quarter midgets because I don't know about you, but that was one of the most thrilling nights at the little New Smyrna Speedway we've had in a long time. It's some of the best racing I've seen out there, and I know they've been dying to get out there, and they really proved it, and they raced hard hard they did you know i was happy when, when i got a message early friday from the president dennis gardner and he was like hey i know the forecast looks bad but we are going to try like heck to race it's been months since we've raced with the summer break and uh you know it's just kind of like well i'll be out there i'll stay all night if we have to and and thankfully the the weather was great oh it was phenomenal and uh, we got all the racing in and I'm telling you, when when I got offered to go out there and announce quarter midget races, I was like, man, I've never done this. I, I don't, you know, I, I hadn't had kids at that time, so I, 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 it wasn't really in my world. But I went out there the first time. The, the PA system blew up, so I didn't even get to announce that night. But I got to check it out. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. This is fun. And then I, you know, started announcing there. And really, I was in a fill-in role at first, and they liked me so much, they were just like, hey, you're going to do this from now on. And then... I brought you out to a night and it got you hooked. I, I think you might enjoy the quarter midgets more than the big track. <laughs> it, it depends on the night, but generally I love seeing these kids get out there because they give it everything. And you know what? I'm going to put it out there. There is a lot less drama except for that one. Time. I mean, there's, there's drama. <laughs> there, there's drama. It, it There's drama in little league. There's drama in soccer practice. There's drama in quarter midgets. Uh, most, most of which is between the parents, yep. but, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it is a lot of fun. They race hard. It, it proves that the future of racing in general, um, is there and it's coming. So that, that's good. That's important. You know, you need that, that feeder bands, you know, you need that place for kids to get experience and, and not wait till they're 14 and then try to hop behind the wheel of a super late model like daniel die a lot of kid, a lot of people give him crap because he thinks you know people think he's just riding his dad's coattails and daddy's money and this and that but daniel's been racing since he was a little kid quarter midgets that's where he started so you know and i, and I don't think a lot of people realize that and that's what's what's so awesome about the the quarter midget racing and uh you know not only is it an awesome thing to have they put on some great racing, um, minimal incidents and what three or four last lap passes. I would say, yeah, at, at least three or four. And they were impressive. They were, I mean, I mean, they're going around the track at six, seven seconds and we, there's nothing better than a crossover battle. One guy crosses a guy over going in on the back straightaway. They cross over going on the front straightaway. He's swapping the lead back and forth. And sometimes the lap cars are one of the most interesting things because it, it could alter the outcome of a race. Absolutely. And we saw it a couple of times, you know, uh, and not just getting in the way causing wrecks, which, which happened as well, but it, it can block a crossover. It can block a lane and that could decide a race in, it happens so fast. Like I, I've had times where I'm announcing a, a pass for lead and yet like right behind him in the, you know, snap of a finger, something else is happening. It happens that quick out there. It's, it's night and day difference. You go to the, the big track the next night and it seems like they're going slow. <laughs> the one thing that I love about the quarter midgets is watching them progress, watching them learn a lot of those last lap passes right there were due to them utilizing the pick. Yeah. Utilizing lap traffic. Utilizing someone else's misstep. 
or knowing nine times out of 10, I got to be on the bottom lane to make a pass. And there are so many smart moves. I mean, these kids are racing beyond their years where they knew like, okay, if I make the pass too soon, they could cross me over and take the win back. And they were waiting until off turn four and it made for some crazy moments. There, there was one uh, like talking about lap traffic coming to the checkered flag. Like there was a big pileup and I think it was the blue rookies and the guy running third ended up winning the race. Cause everybody piled up and, um, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was so much fun. Uh, sometimes those quarter midget nights can seem like they drag on and on, but I feel like this one, when it ended, it was almost like, man, I could, I could do a whole nother round of this. If I recall correctly, the race that you were talking about, it was actually the last lap turn four pass for the lead. And it was second and third. Oh, was it behind the leaders that piled up? Yeah, you could be right. Across the finish line. And that that just attests to how fast things happen. Yeah. Because I'll be watching one thing and something else is happening. And uh, it's it's a different animal. And I love being I love having the opportunity to uh, call the races. I definitely appreciate the uh, the club. That was the first time we were able to bring Peyton, uh, my youngster, out to the race out to the races over there. And um, the club got together and a number of people bought us some diapers and stuff. So it was, that was really cool. Um, I talked to Eddie Evans, uh, the day before we recorded the interview today. And that's when I asked him if he wanted to be on the show and he goes, Hey, uh, by the time Eddie, his son's ready to move up to big cars, he's like, I'm going to need a new driver. I, I, I might have to call up your daughter. And I'm thinking, well, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, we'll just fill right in, you know, keep, keep the, the drivers going through, but um, speaking of Eddie Evans, we have an interview with him coming up here in, in a couple of moments, uh, bomber a driver at new Smyrna. Um, he, you know, he, his first race at new Smyrna was in an enduro and he just started building cars, got together with Jim Snyder. He's going to tell us all about that. I'm giving it away. Um, but his young son, Eddie Evans, Jr. Started racing. He ran the last race before the break. And I don't know if you remember what happened or not. I'm a little fuzzy on it. Like you said, it's been a hot minute. It has. Um, the the Red Rookies, that's like the freshest of the fresh, right? The youngest, freshest drivers. He was trying to make a pass. He was running well, trying to make a pass, got hooked up with a lap car and ended up eating the wall, like pretty hard. That, that yes. was the incident that like moved the wall and almost took out Jim Jones. Oh, you yes, that? yes. Like yes. two months ago, yeah. And uh, I was talking to Eddie, and he's like, yeah, we went over to Daytona, and Eddie Jr. was running good and got in a crash. And uh, so I joked with them when we were at the track the other day. I'm like, oh, no, because we call Eddie. Eddie Evans calls himself Crash. That's his nickname. So I'm like, "Uh oh, do we got Crash Jr.? And he's like, no, it's the Eagle. But um, I'm like, well, hopefully he doesn't become Crash Jr. And he's like, well, he's already kind of living up to it. So um, I wanted to call him Crash Eagle. But uh, <laughs> but the, the Eagle, Eddie Evans Jr., got his first win in the Red Rookie Division. Impressive victory. I think the rookies were were very impressive because I've seen some pretty rough rookie races out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And Eddie Jr., he uh, dominating performance, won the heat, won the event, just held control of that lead phenomenally. Yeah, and there, there, there are some good little racers in the Red Rookies. I remember when I first started out there, it would be like two or three kids, and it was kind of a – it's kind of tough getting them going, but once they get going, uh, they, they put on a good show. But uh, Eddie Evans Jr. did win his first career uh, race over at the Little New Smyrna Speedway. And uh, we are going to hear from Eddie Evans here in just a moment. Um, he's gonna We're going to talk a little quarter midgets with him. We're going to hear how he got his start in racing. Um, we're going to hear about his season, and maybe, uh, maybe he's going to provide us with some fun little things that he's got going on 
for the future. So we're going to hear from Bomber A driver at New Smyrna Speedway, Eddie Evans. And then when we come back from that, we'll recap the night at New Smyrna. Um, do a quick recap of Richmond. There's not much to say, as yeah. we discussed before the show. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about this weekend at New Smyrna, because I think this has potential to be one of the most exciting shows of the year. No doubt. On the phone with us now, we have Bomber A driver at the New Smyrna Speedway, Mr. Eddie Evans. Eddie, how you doing today? All right, brother. How are you? Doing real good, real good. I uh, appreciate you taking some time to uh, have a conversation with us today. Hey, time with you, man. You take the time to, to do what you do for us with the announcing and coming down and interviewing us at the bottom of the track and then, you know, announcing the kids' quarter midgets. Man, you you got a busy schedule. Thank you for taking your time and talking to us. Definitely. I'm I'm always happy to talk racing in one, one shape or form. So I'm glad you uh, talked about quarter midgets because, of course, we want to talk about the background of Eddie Evans and talk about your season on the big track. But, man, it was a pretty exciting weekend for your family down at the Little New Smyrna Speedway. Yes, sir. Uh, little Eddie picked up his first win. You know, he's been having some issues with uh, passing some lap cars for the last two races, his first two races, and this was his third race, and uh, he drove it hard, and he come out on top. He ran a great race. You know, the first time he came out, it, it seems like forever ago because we had that break in there at the at the quarter midget track, but he came out there, and he, he was doing great keeping up with the pack, and he got involved in that wreck, and this time he looked like an absolute pro out there. Yeah, he's uh, he's been listening to me and uh, my teammates, and you know we we work with him. Uh, Jim Snyder works with him a lot, and um, a few others. And you know he's we've been talking and teaching him, and he's he's coming along great. How did it feel uh, working on that car, having the family out there to support him? Um, h- how did it feel to see him get that win? Um, well, if you looked over and turn uh, turn one, you'd have seen how it felt, man. I didn't know whether I was wanting to jump and scream for cheer. I didn't know if they was gonna toss him out for the way I was celebrating or, or cry. I mean, it, it was, man, it was just awesome. It's got to be something else because, I mean, you, you've won a few races here recently. You've had a great year, but it's got to be something else to see your kid take the checkered flag. Man, it, it is. And it's, it's, it's not only bragging rights to the shop with me, you know, me and Jim and everybody, but it's just to be able to, to, to watch your son following in some of your footsteps and your family footsteps and just – it's just amazing. I mean, there's no other feeling about it. And then, you know, my daughter's stepping in and the uh, sign-in drive coming up. She's going to step in. She's special needs, and she's wanting to give her turn and see what she can do. I mean, it's one of the best things you can do is to, to get the entire family involved because racing is very demanding. It takes a lot of time. You know, you're you're working on the cars throughout the week. You're at the track pretty much half the day on Saturday, and it's good to get everybody involved and. You know, it's it's nice to see so many talented young kids in those quarter midgets doing so well. I mean, I started doing the announcing there last year, and I had never really done quarter midgets before. I'd, I've never really been around it, and I got to say, it it is some phenomenal racing. There are some great little drivers, and I'm glad to see Eddie's having the success. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's amazing. I, I love the success that he's doing. I mean, and, you know, maybe he can keep it up. I, I'm hoping that he keeps it up. And I would say I want him to be in my car one day, but hopefully he just skips over that little, you know, little step there and gets took it on up to the big leagues. You know, that's only a dream a father can have for a son. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine turning the the TV on on Sundays? Well, I mean, you'd probably be there, but imagine him being on the the circuit racing with the big dogs in NASCAR or whatever big league he ends up in. That'd be quite the uh, quite the accomplishment. I don't know if he'd want me there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, according to your reaction the other day, probably would. I mean, I, I feel like people feed off the energy, you know, when, when he sees you happy and cheering, he's probably even more excited. So I bet he would feed off that energy. Well, well you seen how excited I was the, the night that, you know, we went out racing and I was out for Jason Rayner, um, yeah. you know, racing for him. You see how excited I was that night. Well, that's about how excited I was when he won. <laughs> well, you, you are a man of emotion because I've seen all, all sides of Eddie Evans. When, when things are going well and you're happy, you, I mean, you celebrate, man, but when things don't go your way, you go, ugh, can't talk. When things don't go your way, you express those emotions too. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, hey, that's part of racing, I think. I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as we're not fighting each other. But uh, yeah. it's it's a sport full of emotions, and we've we've seen it all out of you. And um, I've known you for the last few years. I think I first met you back at the first Armadillo race, and the next thing I know, you've got a bomber car out there, and now you've been out there pretty much every week racing. Um, I know you have an extensive racing background, but where did you get your start in racing? I started as a kid, um, a friend of the family, um, a guy that went to school with my uncle. He uh, raced go-karts uh dirt carts and the shifter carts he asked me one day when i was over there he's like man they're these juniors and stuff they're just not running real fast in the heat race he said let me put you in one and i was like well i'll give it a try and and i did and i i, I finished second and that was a wrap he stuck me in it every weekend and you know it's back in the early 80s late 80s i mean they didn't have some of the rules they have now so it was just wide open people in a dirt field and you know i started there and by the time I was 16, I was racing late model modifieds in North Georgia, and you know, bomber car. The bomber cars when I was growing up was just what y'all have the super socks now. So you but like I mean, those? I, I uh, went through there. You like those big body, uh, those those full body cars? Sounds well, like. Well, I was. I've always been a Camaro guy, and I've always raced oh, Camaros. Yes. And they had the Monte Carlos, they had the Camaros, and the uh, the Chevelles and all the older Camaros and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was really cool. And then the Chevy Novas. You, you can't beat a division like that. It's one of my favorites. That's why I like the Super Stocks. I know, kind of right now we've we've got the Monte Carlo stranglehold, but I'd love to see some Camaros get out there for the Super Stocks. Maybe maybe that's something you could think about. Well, that's what you future. wish for. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, I, I'm not <laughs> out there racing. I'm I'm here to watch and have a good time. So. Um, we're sorry in the works we're i've been talking to my team and i'm looking um and i'm wanting to build a super stock maybe for if not next year the year after that'd be awesome because you 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 started in the bombers after that enduro and you've been racing with us the last few years and it it was tough sledding at first you'd have good runs and then just no luck or you'd get torn up racing in the middle of the field and then you got together with uh with jim snyder and uh, you know, JCM Motorsports started coming out, two-car team, and you guys have been killing it this year. One and two in the points, multiple wins. It's just, it's been a, a pretty fantastic ride for you lately. I, I looked up when, um, you know, me and Jim met and talked a little bit, and he was he had his team he was racing for, and he I told him, I said, man, come drive for me. He's like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm dedicated to my team. I'm staying here, and I never said another word about it, and then, uh, a little falling out happened and you know he come up to me one day and i said man you, you ain't racing now he's like no i said next weekend i want you in my car please if you get in my car you will win in my car my car is fast i'm scared of it i said you get in it you'll win and he got in it and third race out he won and then you found yourself that little pontiac which 
I, I think it's a, a crowd favorite because it's kind of unique to the field right now. We got a bunch of Saturns, Cavaliers, and Escorts, and you're out there in that silver Pontiac. And I mean, you, you've been having great runs with it. You finally got that first win this year. Um, so, like I said, it's it's just been a, a fantastic season. Um, how do these bomber cars that you're racing now compare to what you used to race uh, back in the old Camaro days? Well, back in the Camaro days, you know, it wasn't the 602s or none of that. You, you, bunch of guys drinking beer through a small block 350 out of their pickup truck. They race it on Saturday night in a, a 70, 77 to 78 Camaro that was just a, a gutted out car with a roll cage. And Monday, Sunday night, you just put it back in your truck to go to work. I, I, I've laid on the ground many a times with my uncles at seven, eight years old, changing motors on a Friday night to race Saturday night and then putting the motors back in the, the work trucks to go to work Monday morning. Now that is pretty awesome. I mean, that's dedication right there just to uh, throw an engine in a race car and, and hope it survives so you can go to work the next day. That's crazy. <laughs> my my first actual race car that I owned, um, they had a, like y'all do, they had a spectator class. And when I was 16, I was running late models and stuff, but I had a Camaro and it was a uh, 83 and it was barely Lanetta V8 automatic. I would race that car on Saturday night in the spectators and drive it to work Monday morning. That is, that is something else. I mean, I know we do the spectator races from time to time now, but that takes it to a whole nother level. They, they did it every Saturday night up in Woodstock, Georgia. That's borderline crazy, but I like it. And if it rained, we didn't have rain outs. We had rain delays. We packed the tracks. If you wasn't packing the track, you wasn't racing. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because we've we've had a few instances this year where, where we've actually been able to get through the rain delays instead of just like even uh, last week. And I know you weren't there because you had uh, you had other things going on, but we had rain kind of a little drizzle hanging over us for about an hour. And it was one of those situations. I feel like two years ago, they probably would have just canned the whole show, but I'm glad we we're able to get through it. Um, I know that sometimes that's that's tough because rain is a I hate to say an easy out these days, but it is. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, they had the same incident down at Daytona when the kids, you know, junior race Daytona this year, um, yeah. and the quarter midgets, he went out and represented USAC and done real well, but they had an actual jet dryer from the track. And this is a little bitty kids. It's about a little bit bigger than the, the track they run on at new Smyrna. And they had this big jet dryer out there that they use on the big Daytona track, trying the little quarter midget track. Oh, wow. Now that's dedication <laughs> too. It took 20 minutes. That track was perfectly fine. I bet it just sucked all the water right out of it. We need we need one oh, yeah. of those for sure. But yes, um, we do. Luckily, we've like I said, we've been able to get some through some of that. Tires are our biggest nemesis right now, and and I feel like the bombers have been um, kind of a victim of that because you guys don't run the Hoosier tires, you run the DOT tires, and yet the races get canceled. You guys still don't get to race, and it's not even your problem really. And uh, that's why we added that. Uh, that's why I was able to get that event added last week. I wish um, I wish it could have happened a different week so you could have been there because it seemed like it was uh, well received with the, the two segments and everything. But uh, yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. I would have loved to have been there to walk down in the pits and, and congratulate Brian Gate and myself. You know, we started off with a rocky uh, pass when I first started racing. We had a few incidents where I, I was being a butthole driver and I got into a few people coming out there. Because, you know, I was still used to dirt. And, um, you know, I would have loved to went down there because we've become friends now and congratulated and welcomed him into the All-Star race. I mean, that would have been so cool. 
Yeah, and and he dominated that race. He won both segments. Um, you know, it was a very fun concept, and the points ended up not mattering because the fast cars were up near the front in both segments anyways. But, you know, hey, one pass in a different direction. It could have went a different way. But I'm glad you talked about the All-Star Race because I wanted to bring that up. You have come up with a very good idea for the end of the year, and um, any driver that wins a race this year qualifies for the All-Star Race. Tell us a little bit more about that. All right. So the all-star race I come up with is, you know, everybody's out there and we, we have our points championship and not everybody gets, you know, you can win a race and not be the number one guy in the points. Yeah. Um, you can win two races and not be number one. I mean, I've won two. I'm not, I'm not first in points by no means. But, you know, it was a chance to get everybody to find out the best of the best and, and have bragging rights for the whole next year. Absolutely. Yeah, winning a points championship is a bragging right, but winning the all-star race, just like a NASCAR, um, they have the, the all-star race and the, the team don't get the money. The driver gets the money. Yeah. And it's kind of a bonus for the driver. So, you know, I, I thought of a way that we can, you know, take and have an all-star race ourselves, but kind of do it with, you know, and I think the NASCAR race, you have to win races and points and this, that, and the other. They don't let just anybody, you got to win your way into it. Correct. And that's what I wanted for us. And, you know, I said, I'm coming with that and got with y'all and it's, um, it seems to be working out great. Uh, it's going to be a really good race so far. It, it is. And I like the concept because we, we have some guys that come out and will win races that don't run for the points. And and so now, like you said, you're putting the best of the best together on a showcase during governor's cup weekend. And you know, they, it might only be eight, nine, 10 cars, but it's going to be the best eight, nine, 10 cars that we've seen all year winning races or, or doing well or, or whatever other qualifications that may expand the field but you're absolutely right it's going to be the best of the best and i mean it'll be it'll be hard to bet on because everybody's been close this year and uh, we're going to put them all together at once for a shootout i think it's going to be a fun way to end up on governor's cup weekend oh yes it's it's going to be a blast you know um there's there's a lot of talk well these cars are faster than these cars or these cars are cheated up these cars aren't so it's just going to take the running cars and and that that man at for them laps and there's no you know it's not cars that were you know there's a couple cars out there that come out to race with us that if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be able to they've never won a race they don't run up front they run in the back but they come out there and have fun absolutely and you know and you somebody will win a race and they'll come up well you know if it wasn't for this lap car this car right here you know that wouldn't happen well they're, they're, that's going to solve all that for one race they come out there and see who is the best for the for the night and you guys will have two irons in that fire because, of course, you're qualified and Jim is qualified. So between you two, are, are you the guys that are all going to have to beat, or do you think there's somebody else who's got something for you guys? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of guys out there that run tough with us. Um, I love running side-by-side side with a lot of guys. I, I love racing with Brian Gaten. Uh, I love racing with Stephen Wright. You know, that's my – he's kind of been my kryptonite this year. Um, you know, I – I feel I've kind of been CJ's kryptonite. He's always running right there, and the last few laps, I'm always getting around him somehow, and then, you know, I'm I'm beating him out. But, you know, we race good together. You know, I'm always right there, Stephen Wright, but for some reason, he's always beating me out. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be really good. I, I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how that all plays out. It's a great concept. I can't wait to see it unfold. I appreciate you uh, – coming up with the idea and and, uh, and getting it approved to happen. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Bombers will be running a normal race, I believe, Saturday night, and then the All-Star race is uh, during Governor's Cup Sunday. So 
That should be yep. a spectacular a spectacular way to end the season. No points, last race of the year, no holds barred. The best of the best and the well, best will win. Well, we've got seven drivers for it, so we got three more races, so we need three more drivers to qualify their way in. If not, we're going to have to come up with getting us a few more drivers in. And and I, I know we're probably going to have to put one more in there because I plan on getting at least one more win before the end of the season. So. Right, I was going to say that they'll be lucky to be either you you or Jim. So it, that might be uh, tough sledding, but it'll be interesting to see that is on the line. If a new driver wins, they'll be in the all-star race automatically. Um, you talked about CJ Creech. I think he's right there. You know, he's come a long way. When he first started, I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? But now every week he's second or third. He's just got to get that one final spot. And maybe he'll be in there with you guys. Um, a lot to watch this weekend. Um, of course, I know where you guys will be, but uh, let everybody else know where they can find JCM Motorsports this weekend. We'll be at uh, the corner of, as Rusty says, the corner of 415 and 44. Yes, right sir. There, New Smyrna Speedway and Winter Circle. Bombers on the schedule. This is probably one of the most action-packed weeks of the, the regular season. We got two sportsmen, 25s. Uh, we got the Pro Late 50. The trucks are going to be there. The Mod Minis, who haven't raced in forever. Uh, the Bombers are there in the LKQ Superstocks. Fantastic weekend of racing. And, uh, you know, you guys come out and see if you can. We'll, we'll see if Eddie can get another win. We'll see if Eddie can beat Jim. It's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jim taught me everything I know. I, I owe a lot to Jim about racing here at New Smyrna. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there. He just won't give me the last little secret to beat him. He'll give me enough secret to stay on his bumper, but not to beat him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, well, the minute he does that is the minute he regrets doing any of this. So, And Jim's a great racer. He's been racing at New Smyrna and a bunch of different stuff for many, many years. I uh, definitely like to get him on the show one of these days and, and chat with him. But, uh, Eddie, I just uh, I thought you'd be great for this episode because we're, we're talking some quarter midget stuff. We're talking, uh, you know, new Smyrna racing. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to get the all-star race some recognition and, and get more people aware of that as a great added bonus to uh, to the end of the year. Yes, sir. And I thank you for having me on here. Yes, sir. Eddie, good luck this weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you in victory lane. I think I get to do interviews this week as long as the, the program goes according to plan. Well, we'll be seeing you in victory circle. All right. I love the confidence. Uh, Eddie, thanks again for coming on the show. Take care, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Bye. bud. Bye. All right. So, again, we want to thank Eddie Evans for taking some time to be on the show, and uh, it was a great interview. I loved uh, talking to him about Eddie's big win at the little new Smyrna Speedway. And um, the, one of the coolest things is that he kind of let us in that maybe he's looking at building a Camaro for the Superstocks. That'd be pretty wild. Absolutely would be. I'm excited. I mean, he, he's been great in the Bomber A's, as we talked about uh, in, in the interview. Uh, he's come a long way in that division. He was kind of one of those guys who was, like he even said, driving like a dummy, and now he's one of the most competitive guys. And, and I think it's logical. You know, hey, if, you, if you've done what you feel like you needed to do in the Bomber's, might as well move up to the super stocks, get back to what uh, kind of got him into racing. So that, that'd be cool. I'd love to see that uh, come together for Eddie and hopefully, um, hopefully Jim Snyder will continue to run as well. Who knows what, what next year holds. You, you never really know with our, our racers in Florida. I mean, half the time I can't get them to pre-register so I can know who's going to be there. But um, I think, uh, you know, next year there's going to be some new drivers and new places. Should be a lot of fun, but Let's go ahead and talk about, we, we kind of hinted at it, top of the show, uh, one of those weird nights at, at New Smyrna this past weekend where we uh, both were. It was definitely a lot more wild than the Friday the 13th full moon nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Um, you know, um, we, we talked about it last week because 
we did the show on a Friday. Um, we were able to get the bomb rays out of the schedule and that that's where a lot of the, the whole trolling things came from. And, um, I, you know, people got upset about it. Some people loved it. The, the, the bomber guys loved it. And you know what? Like I said to you last week, Steven, I, I'm not upset. I, I'm not mad. I'm not, uh, I don't care what people think about it. I, I knew what I was doing because guess who had the biggest car count, uh, last saturday bomber that's right they brought 13 cars the other biggest car count was 11 for the e-mods which i mean hey 13 and 11 that's not i'm not bragging about that but for a race that was added on tuesday and had a weird stipulation non-points and i told you guys last week i i i doubt the top five guys will, would be there and the only one that showed up was, was cj he just loves to race. He was one of the guys I talked to about even uh, doing the race, and he was all for it. Uh, but for 13 guys to tow out, now we did have three casualties in practice, so it didn't look as impressive. But, hey, the 13, 13 extra cars towed out and paid to be at the racetrack. That is um, – actually, that makes that made the track money. So – and it added 13 extra cars to our total. We had 45 cars total in the pits. Okay, not great. It's not great. But imagine how bad it would have been if the Bomber A's weren't on the schedule. That would have been a 32 car count. Yeah, and, and I and I just knew that's that's what made me even ask uh, the the track if we could add bombers because I'm like, man, we're not. I, I knew that we'd have six, seven, eight super lates. So that's what we got. I knew we'd probably have around 10 e mods. That's what we got. I'm like, well, five's kind of the average for bombers, bomber bees. That's what we got. The ground pounders were a little low. That's okay. They're going through. They're they're kind of recycling. They're going to be back stronger than ever. But the bombers added a lot of excitement to the program. Uh, the it seemed like the drivers took it well. I I got a lot of compliments on the format. It is something that I definitely would love to try to do again. Do you, as somebody who who sat up in the tower and watched it, kind of maybe a, a less biased opinion since you didn't come up with it. What was your thought on the, the bomber bowl? The bomber bowl. I absolutely loved it for one. It was something new. It was something fresh for new Smyrna, at least. Yep. Yep. Since it was milk bowl style, but just seeing something a little different where you kind of had to pay attention and go, okay, well, this was the finish on the first segment. So who's in contention, who can be that wild card. That's going to throw it all out out of whack right and, and, and if bomber er, bomber if driver a passed driver b it would shuffle the points around so there was so much to keep keep you invested in the race and, and did that seem to work in in your opinion oh absolutely absolutely a two-part event of course you have your races that are out there the twin 50s the yeah, twenty twenty five. When, when they do that, it's just two separate races. Exactly. This was a continuation. Segment two is a continuation. Exactly, and that's what I love about it is there's also more of an investment from the crowd, from the fans mm -hmm. who came out to see some racing. Most of them probably have not seen anything like that. No, and, and the one there wasn't many that stuck around because uh, again we had so many delays. We're going to talk about the delays in a bit, but. Um, the ones that did stick around, I, I feel like they enjoyed having that extra bit of something of value to watch or, you know, you pay 15 bucks to get in and you had two extra events on the car that wasn't originally there. And, um, it went over well with the drivers that raced it. Um, 
It's funny after segment one, well, during segment one, there was a lot of drama because if Brian Gaten had passed those two or three lap cars that were in front of him, he wouldn't have had to start behind them for the feature. 15 laps was perfect because he got right to the lap traffic, wasn't able to lap anybody complete invert for segment two. Uh, In the start of segment two was absolutely crazy. No, you had no, a, no. what three and four wide and, and somehow they all made it with the fast cars coming to the front. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. It was a, uh, it was definitely cool. Um, it turned out at the end, the points didn't really matter because the, the same three or four guys finished in the same three or four spots, but the concept in, in the, the way that the drivers reacted means like, imagine doing that for like red eye next year, another exhibition race um, where you'd probably get, you know, maybe 18 to 20 drivers more chance to mix it up more chance for randomness to get in there and, and mess things up and i say that with the points because it was obvious brian gain won the overall he won both segments it was obvious cj creech was second because he finished second in both jack hall third and both um but man cj if he would have made the pass on brian gaten on that last lap when the lap traffic kind of got in the way it really would have it would have changed the whole outcome because segment one toss it out because CJ mm-hmm. got the tiebreaker. So I think there was a lot of good that came out of the bomber race, despite uh, what the naysayers had to say on Facebook. And to be honest with you, I didn't hear anybody say anything negative about the event itself. So I haven't heard a peep about it yet. Well, negatively, I mean. Yeah. So it's definitely something that uh, I look forward to do again. Um, you know, it, I, I, I don't know that our guys are ready for it to be like a points counting thing, but I think it's a fun thing to have in our bag for, you know, hey, we, we added this or... Uh, non non points event like the red eye nobody's getting points so you know if, if any other divisions are interested in doing a, a, a style like that we can definitely do it so <coughs> excuse me so anyways moving forward from that the bombers were a great addition and um i i'm definitely definitely glad we did that the night however man it, it was i think i looked at you a couple times and i'm just like what the hell is going on <laughs> I believe I responded with a similar expression. Yeah. we At one point, we had a, a huge delay, and we just looked at each other like, this is just not not meant to be. Um, it rained right about 6 o'clock. And we, I don't know how many times this year it's happened. It's happened to the Modifieds like three times. We'll get ready for qualifying, and it starts raining, and we rain out. And I was like, man, we've gotten, you know, we've gotten this far. It looks like it's going to clear up. It's just a little blip on the radar. It's kind of like at Auburndale last week. It just hovered over the track for a little bit and wouldn't go away. It finally went away. And then um, I'm sure not a lot of people realize this, but the track surface is old. There are a lot of weepers. I could see the weepers when we were at quarter midgets looking down at turn one and two. So they had to run the track in a little bit to make sure, uh, putting some pressure on the corners that it wasn't going to weep after the rain that was part of the the having the bombers go out there there was another situation that i can't talk about that was being worked on while the final track preparations were being made that added to that little bit of a hot lap session and that whole time i'm like oh man i hope they don't call up and say we're going to cancel because i'm so ready to go race and we've waited an hour now let's do it we did get to race that's the good thing kudos to management for just sucking it up it was going to be a rough night on the entries anyway uh, you know the gate it, it was it was one of those nights but i feel like right at the end of the season we don't have any more room to reschedule anything so we're here let's do it let's get it done and they did and uh throughout the night 
let's see. We had, unfortunately, one of the E-Mods blew up, the five car. And that, that was the delay where I looked at you, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what <laughs> next? Because that took, what, 30 minutes to clean up? Approximately, yeah. With, with all the, the speedy dry that went down, and it, it was a shame to see uh, John blow his engine there and, and wreck his car again. Um, so there was that delay. And then in the ground pounders, poor Kelly Jarrett driving for Ron Hess. I went back and watched the video uh, right where her tire went down, going into turn number three. If that happens at New Smyrna, you're just along for the ride. Absolutely. There's nothing you can do. No. And, and, and at first I'm like, oh, I wonder if it was because he got in a little bit of an incident with Tom Torino in the middle of the race. And I just had wondered if something broke on the car because the way it just snapped around and spun like that. Uh, but seeing the video from Speedway Video, right rear went down. It's possible that it got a little ding in it or knocked the valve stem out in the wreck before. But it went down. Kelly Jarrett hit the wall. He hit it hard. He and did. He did. Could have been a lot worse. Um, and what I understand, um, I mean, I'm not at, at liberty to um, talk about someone someone's uh, injuries, but it uh, it seemed like he did get banged up a little bit. And uh, Kelly's a tough guy. I know he's in some pain, so we want to send um, send him our our thoughts. And uh, he's a great guy. He's been good to our family. Um, always one of those guys you can go up and, and, and shoot the crap with in the pit area. Uh, so we hope that he's going to be all right. He, he's he's such a tough guy. I, I feel like the, the pain will go away. He'll be right back in the race car uh, next chance he gets. But it was a shame to see someone hit the wall that hard, destroy uh, one of those beautiful ground pounders, and then get hurt. Mm-hmm. So that was a delay. And then second segment of the Bomber Bowl, we had a delay because the EMTs had to run. And I don't want to say this at the racetrack because, you know, I don't want anyone to think that somebody's hurt or speculate that somebody's hurt when they might not be or maybe they're seriously hurt and we don't know what's going on. So we just kind of played that one through. Um, but the EMTs did go check on Kelly, and um, we had to have them set and ready before we could race again. So there was another delay. So that was, what, four different delays in the, in yep. the night? Um, you know, we had been, if you remember back a few months ago, Stephen, we had two or three nights in a row where we were done by like nine 30. It was surreal. It was. Uh, do you remember the night after the races when, when our buddies who sit down in the, the front row, they're like, what do we do? The races are over. We're not ready to go home. They just were sitting there chilling. They said, we just don't want to leave. Right. And I'm like, man, we got to get some spectator races going or something. But I, we made up for those early nights on Saturday for sure. There was just so many delays, and, and some of it was in our control. Some of it was um, just circumstance, and some of it was just bad luck. And it just compounded and probably extended the show by, what, an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half? Approximately, yeah. So that was, that was kind of tough. It's just one of those nights. Um, again, the, uh, the super lates. I mean, that race was basically what we expected. Brad May dominated. Um, it was tough to see Colt Hensley, maybe his best competition, who was closing in on him. He uh, lost his brakes and spun out mm-hmm. and caught on fire. Um, nice to see Patrick Thomas at the racetrack. Oh, absolutely. You know, before I started working there, um, Patrick was running sportsman, and he was like the dominant guy. He he was the guy that everybody couldn't beat, so they said he was cheating. And... Um, he was never one of those guys who liked to run for points, but he was having such a good year. He was actually in the running for um, a, a national championship or a Florida championship for sportsmen. And he was able to win that. And, and I was as a fan before working here, 
just enamored with with his his drive and his he seemed like such a humble guy and i didn't know him personally at the time but he was the kind of the guy i rooted for even though he won all the time they had double features at the end of the year in the first race patrick thomas got damaged and i saw three or four teams from the pits come together during the red flag and get his car patched up so that he could finish and you know came back won that race came back again and won the second race won the national championship it was pretty spectacular and then i started working there got to know patrick and and i just think he's an outstanding guy and uh he started driving for jim harris um who was running new smyrna for points uh jim harris was getting old so he he stepped away had patrick drive and then patrick drove and won championships for him for a couple years and then decided to get out of it and then patrick had always told me he hates points racing he just wants to go and have fun and points racing can for some can make it more stressful right so he after the deal with jim harris fell through patrick did a little bit of sports and racing built a dirt car we even saw him over at volusia a couple yes we did um he texted me friday while we were at quarter majors and he said hey Daniel Webster is going to let me take the house car out and have some fun. So it was nice to see Patrick Thomas in a super late model um, back at New Smyrna Speedway. And he didn't have anything for Brad May. Brad May is just too good on a, on a weekly basis right now. Um, would have loved to see Patrick get up there and race Brad, but they're, they're good friends. They weren't going to lay a bumper to each other. Um, but Brad May won the super late model race, Patrick Thomas second, and Charlie Ayers. I, this Charlie Ayers kid is getting it done, the super lates. Oh, impressive. And, we, we kind of had a little joke because there was a picture taken because like i just mentioned patrick thomas and uh brad may are good friends they took a, a special photo on victory lane it got posted to the internet and poor charlie air's dad was like well charlie finished third and he's not in the picture but i don't think he realized the connection between brad and um and patrick understandable he's like well what the hell we finished third where's our picture and uh, the poor guy that put it up just put it up to you know celebrate the the night or whatever poor guy wasn't even there and he, he got roasted because he didn't include charlie so i photoshopped a picture of charlie's car below brad and patrick and then uh robert howe i i love this guy he's so funny he went and took the the picture i photoshopped and put it on the internet so that charlie got his recognition so um, well deserved well deserved it, it was and it was just tongue-in-cheek I, I talked to uh to charlie's dad to kind of uh, the let him know that that the guy who posted the picture wasn't there we weren't ignoring charlie this and that and this and this um and then we we poked a little fun and just just had some fun with that and everybody was on board with it that's why it got posted so um you know not the most entertaining late model race not the the craziest but good to see a couple of new cars out there uh, daniel escoto made his debut um jamie skinner brought a couple of cars out uh jamie sullivan was there again um we just ain't got many late models right now for the weekly shows and i think i don't know Hear me out on this, Steve. What do you think if next year the Superlates, instead of running like the weekly 50s every couple of weeks, what if they ran like a six, seven, eight race series of bigger races? Do you think that would be more entertaining and, and draw more cars and be better I, overall? I believe it would. It would give them more preparation time. On top of that, if anything forbid were to happen in a race in any heat or anything like that or qualifying, it would also give them more time for repairs. Yeah, and, and I, I just, I, I, we have four or five guys that want to race the weekly stuff, um, but then, and, and this is not a knock on them, but then when you post the results and everybody's like, that's pathetic. It's just no, there's, 
not many people that want to run super lates at news run on a weekly basis. And it sucks for the five or six guys that do. Um, but I was, the, I, I have this idea and this is by no means happening. I would like for it to happen, but I would like to see the red eye, uh, Clyde Hart, the heart to heart. Let those be the three big standout races. Excuse me. Then maybe add like a 75 lapper during the regular season and a couple of fifties. And you may, I, I'm, I'm looking at like a less is more thing with, with the super lights. Cause I think if you start their points and only the super late points at red eye, you're going to get cars for that race. Somebody might have a good run say, well, I'm going to be there for Clyde Hart. I was going to go to the heart to heart cause those are big races anyways. Let me show up to those three or four other races and run the full year. Maybe I'm going to win a championship out of it. And I think that might be the ticket with, with super late model racing on a weekly points basis. What, what, what do you think about that? I would definitely agree on that. And, and you know, I hate to, to short these guys some races, but let's look back at the last couple of years. I mean, last year with COVID, they only ran five or six races anyways. This year, they've only run three or four outside of speed weeks. So why not make them a big deal? And, and draw some cars and make, you know, make the super lates not just a, oh, yeah, the super lates are running tonight, too. Make it, hey, tonight's the heart to heart 100. It's race five in this six race series. If they're going to win the championship, they better show up and be up on the wheel tonight. Because we let's let's be real. We all know Brad May is going to win the championship. Ain't no doubt about it. Unless he decides to stay home, which he ain't going to do. Um, super lates do have the big... Um, uh, what are we calling it? The Clyde Hart Memorial Heart to Heart Breast Cancer Foundation 5050 because you've got the 50 lapper for the Supers on October 16th or Octo October 9th. It is October 9th. Get it right, Ryan. And then the 50 lapper uh, for the prolates, both 5,000 a win. That should be a great time. That's what I'm looking forward to with our with our late models. Um, what else did we have racing? Uh, we talked about the ground pounders uh, other than the couple of wrecks, which was sad because we're losing cars there. Um, Toby Smith, the winner mm -hmm. again, two in a row. He was just, he was untouchable. <laughs> um, we had, remind me what else raced. I'm drawing a blank. Bombers, a oh, bomber bees, bomber bees, are bomber out there. bees, fun race. It's just disappointing. We're not getting the cars. Yeah. I feel like there will be more in the future. It's, 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 it's a budding class. It is. If you go and look at the points, you know, there's been, 10 to 12 cars this year spread out throughout their season. Whereas last year there was like four and it's, it's a big difference. Um, it's just disappointing. We can't get them all there at the same time. We've had people come and go and then not come back. Oh, we had a new car this week, hit the wall, destroyed his car. Yeah. It, it's just been tough to keep these guys going. Uh, Shane Satoris made the race interesting, but I mean, with the cars that were there, we, we pretty much knew they weren't going to beat him. Uh, give a shout out to Ben Say, career best second place finish there, but definitely made the race interesting. He did. Ben, ben Say and John Gross's battle for second was probably the best part of the race. Um, and then we had the Emods, who showed up with with what we get ten of those. Dylan LeBeau though, he crashed in practice and mm. actually uh, talked to his dad, uh, lost his brakes, and then damaged the fuel cell in practice, so didn't get a chance to race. So, unfortunate there. Um, I think that race might have had the most drama of the night, though, thinking about it again. Remember, uh, the, the 2H and 52 got together with six to go? Yes. And both got sent to the rear. Let me ask you, <clears throat> when that happened, 
Did you expect Matt Jarrett to come back up through the field like that? Be honest. Kind of did. Me too. I was like, well, there's about seven of these guys left. Matt Jarrett's been absolutely on fire. I'm like, he's still going to win this race. And lo and behold, he drives through the field, gets by Ken Copley, what, two laps after the restart? And, and that's the thing about New Smyrna. And, and I think this might be part of what discourages some people to come. And if that happens at Auburndale, if that happens at Citrus, and you get sent to the back, even if there's only seven cars, you ain't just going to fly around those guys. There's not as much room to race at those tracks. Here, if you have a fast car and you have something bad happen, how many times have we seen fast cars be able to get back to the front? Countless. And, and that's part of what makes New Smyrna unique, but also part of what might make New Smyrna the toughest place to go because if you know you're you're underpowered just a tad, it will be uh, blown up exponentially. And, and I think that discourages some guys. I don't want to say they're scared of the racetrack. I think that's the wrong, that's the wrong attitude to have because I, I think a lot of people like to go fast, but a lot of people don't like to spend a whole bunch of money to know that they're not going to finish any better than, say, sixth. So, hey, uh, sixth, sixth is a respectable number. It is. That's your average finish out there, Stephen. <laughs> As a matter of fact, um, so yeah, Matt Jarrett got involved with Robert Baker or Hank Baker. I don't know why I keep calling him Robert. Hank Baker Senior. Both went to the back, and Matt Jarrett comes all the way through to win again. Uh, has a commanding point lead. He had a great night. I heard there was some extracurricular activity up there between those two after the event or between the crews. Um, I don't know. It was all hearsay. Um, I talked about it on the hot lap show that I do for the track. If people are going to be stupid up on the hill, we'll just close the hill, put everybody in the infield, keep mm -hmm. a better eye on everybody. Um, <clears throat> there was some extracurricular stuff with the 860 um, Bomber A for Jose Rivera. And, and I feel bad for Jose. He got the crap end of this. Uh, they did suspend him for two races because his crew, apparently after the first segment, he and his crew went over to the Bromley trailer, which you're not supposed to do, which was what got them in trouble to begin with. It was reported back to the tower. They were keeping an eye on them. The crew went back before the second segment was standing in front of the Bromley trailer. Um, and we kind of noticed it up in the tower after, after hearing that there may have been a potential altercation. So we radioed to the buggy guy and said, Hey, go ask that group down there. If they can just move to the other side of the racetrack, the other side of the pit. So we don't have any issues. And they badmouthed the official. And so Ralph said, well, they want, to they want to be disrespectful. They're gone. And that means the driver. They parked Jose. Remember, he, we're sitting on the yep. front straightaway under that delay. They parked Jose. He did his burnout. He was pissed off because he's like, what the hell? What, why am I being called off the racetrack? But then it all goes back to your crew is an extension of the driver. And I got Jose parked for the night and suspended for two weeks. And that's unfortunate. And... Each incident like this, hopefully, hopefully, best case scenario, is a learning experience. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the best things that came out of this, I, I saw that he talked to Ralph and Rusty mm -hmm. uh, after the races, was very apologetic and said, you're not going to have any more problems from me. I accept my suspension, and I would like to be able to come back. Uh, when it's all said and done and, and prove you're not going to have any more problems. And I can respect that because I, I feel like as the driver, he got the short end of the stick, but the track has been trying to make an emphasis on behavioral things because we had that issue in February that led to somebody losing their life over something stupid. And it's been a real emphasis to, yes, I get the heat of the moment stuff. You're fired up. 
but trying to keep people from these these altercations, and they had to make an example. They made an example out of Dustin Higdon, made an example out of Jose now, and uh, it's unfortunate that we had to have that happen, but I think that the officials did a good thing so that we didn't have it spill onto the racetrack either. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was just some of the, the extra drama. It, it was a weird night. Glad we got to race, though, because it sure beat going home and watching the race at Richmond. Uh, before the show, we were, we were talking, Stephen, about the Richmond race. You said you watched the highlights, and you're like, yeah, not much happened. Yeah, I went to the highlights because, you know, they showed the big action, the big incidents, and this and that, and I think there were a couple penalties, a couple minor incidents, and that was it. Really I, the- I was underwhelmed. I, I saw 12 minutes of highlights. And not much in there. And the the biggest wreck was um, Kurt Busch. Yes. One of the chase drivers got turned around, hit the outside wall. Looked a lot like Kelly Jarrett's crash. The tire went down and it snapped around and hit the wall. Thankfully, you know, safer barriers, um, not a ground pounder, a little bit more safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Kurt was able to get out, but that pretty much uh, really hurts his season. He's got one. He's going to Bristol. He's good there. He can still make it to the next round. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that incident, Martin Truex getting black flag on the start oh, yeah. all the way back to win. He hasn't won in a while. I was happy that he won versus Denny Hamlin, but you know, for what seems like the fifth or sixth Richmond race in a row, not much going on. It just hasn't been that action packed there lately. And I got to commend Denny for his stage wins. Oh yeah. Two stage wins. That's two more playoff points. I, th- I if- think Denny is going to go to the championship race. Even oh. though he hasn't lit the world on fire with the wins, he's been the most consistent driver. He's got stage points. Um, he's going. I think Larson and Hamlin are a lock for the championship four. Uh, the other two, Truex looks good right now, uh, especially on the 750 horsepower tracks. I don't know about the last spot. I, I think that there's a good chance Chase Elliott doesn't make it to defend his crown. It it would be uh, be a surprise to me. Yeah, he's like kind of a long shot a chance, right now, isn't he? But- but, I mean, hey, let's keep it mixed up. I'm all for that. That's why I like this uh, playoff format. You just really don't know because anybody can win and advance to the next round. So you might be Michael McDowell. He ain't making it to the next round unless he wins Bristol, but he's not out of it because if he wins, he goes on. He ain't going to win, but I'm just saying this championship format keeps everybody into it until the final checkered flag of the round. And I, I like that. I really do. I know a lot of people don't. The traditionalists don't. Those who can't be progressive don't. And that's fine. You know, some people want it to go back to a 36 race. Who's got the most points at the end is the champion. They're purists. I get it. But um, you got to be progressive and, and keep things interesting these days. And uh, not the most interesting NASCAR race, so we're not going to dwell on it too much. But Bristol coming up this weekend. Final mm. uh, race in round one, or the round of 16, as they call it. Um definitely one of my favorite races we'll put it on record because again we'll be at new smyrna this weekend big weekend mm. big weekend of racing there i don't know about you but i'm excited for these sportsman twin 25s oh it is i'm already gonna call it gonna be action-packed oh it is it is i i hope we draw a good car count i did learn there's a wheelman race this weekend down at 417 but that's four hours from us um those who were gonna go there were already gonna go there they weren't gonna come here for twin 25s anyway um, it's a shame that there's a conflict, but we're running out of time on the schedule. Everybody is. It's crush time. You got to do what you got to do. Um, should be great fields. Excuse me. Should be great fields. Um, prolates are back. I know 
quite a few prolates coming out, so they'll be there for 50s. So kind of like triple headline races this weekend. Definitely looking forward to that. Mod minis are back. We talked to Timmy Volpius last weekend. Yes. He's excited to get out there. I've heard that there's going to be some interesting, interesting Mod Mini drivers. I even heard a rumor mm. about the guy who drives the Scooby-Doo car might be coming. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. That's a big maybe, but I've heard some some interesting rumors. Uh, I've heard some very fun, interesting potential super stocks coming out. So the super stocks are going to be fun to watch. The Ashley Holmes Jacks trucks are back. They're racing for a crap ton of money, and yet Ooh. trucks still don't want to come race. I don't get it. But big thanks to uh, Chuck Hires for putting up some extra cash. And then you got the Bomber A's. 13 cars for an exhibition, you know, wacko race that I put on for them. Uh, we'll have, I would imagine, 15 to 20 of those. Uh, last weekend was kind of like a, well, I'm glad we're racing again after all these, del- you know, uh, cancellations. But this weekend, action pack. What are you most looking forward to? Well, I've got a soft spot for the super stocks. Okay. So, <laughs> so you, you're like me. You, Everything you really else. You enjoy those. Everything else is a bonus. I enjoy all of the racing out there. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I dislike any of it, but super stocks always a good show hey i i know they don't have you know they're not on the marquee right now with the pro late 50 and the sports and twin 25s but put the super stocks on the schedule i don't care if six show up i'm there for it uh we'll watch uh, bobby holly and the spears bros the spears team whatever you want to call them the spears gang uh they're gonna go at it i hear chains of taurus is gonna be in a super stock this weekend i'm excited for that who knows who else is gonna roll out there but should be fun they've been off for a few weeks now so i know they're itching to get at it um it's a great card it's one of the best regular season cards we've had all year so i can't wait to recap that for y'all next week um one last thing i want to talk about before we go um some unexpected news we were at the auburndale speedway two weeks ago we talked about it on the show last week and you remember talking to rick and and he was just kind of like you know yeah i'm just i've been doing this for 35 years i'm trying to get somebody else in here um you know, I'm ready to retire. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't blame him. He's been doing this forever. Did not expect that announcement to come this week, I guess. So soon. Yeah. And you saw the post I made on my Facebook. Um, but I got a phone call on Sunday from from Colette over there at Auburndale. And she's like, you know, uh, you know, she, I've been over there a few times. She know who she knows who I am, but she was like, "Are you at New Smyrna full time? Is that what you do full time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's my full time announcing gig." Um, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunities to come over here on off weekends and or cancellations and such. Um, but she's like, you know, and this was all before it was public, so I can talk about it now since it is public. But she was like, "Yeah, you know, Rick." Rick and in, in the track we've we've decided it's time to go our separate ways and and she had nothing but good things to say about Rick and and she was just asking she's like you know are you able to you know step in or do you know of anybody and um you know and, and I told her I'm I'm loyal to New Smyrna and, and uh, people give me crap for that and I I really don't care because I feel like yeah things might not be perfect in New Smyrna right now but if you can't uh get through the downtimes you can't enjoy when it picks back up either. You know, I can't just walk away and go for other pastures and then want to, you know, come back if things get better. That That's not who I am. I'm not a quitter. Um, I will suffer through some of the downtimes because that, that's my home track. That's the track that gave me my break, and I don't want to let them down. I feel like 
we have a few people there that are really trying our best to to make things better, and we have big roadblocks. But I appreciate Auburndale for thinking of me and me being their first phone call. Really, it was actually very humbling. Um, and I told Colette, you know, I'd make a few phone calls and, and try to get them somebody reliable because uh, Rick was he was a very good businessman. Always brought in great sponsorship. Um, always somebody that that when he called and asked if I could help out, I was happy to help out. You know, so it's kind of kind of sad to see that it, it didn't make it through the season for for the track. But I understand that that Rick he he did seem burned out the other night, didn't he? He's been at it a long time, and I completely understand that. Yeah, and he's gone through some family stuff, family sickness. He was sick. Uh, I'm glad that we got to – we talked about how it looked like he had so much fun up there announcing w- w- with the two of us, you know. Um, I'm glad he got to have that that final, like, I'm here having fun. I'm glad he got to have that final night. I don't know how things went over there Saturday. I know they had a, a small sportsman field over there. And and I don't know what happened to to cause the decision to be so abrupt. Not my business, not your business. It's between them. Uh, I hope I, I hope everything is okay. I wish Rick the best. And in Auburndale's always gonna be that that kind of that that second track for me, you know, like, hey yeah, let's let's shoot over. We were just talking three weeks ago how we haven't been there in so long. We end up there and now we're talking about this. Um I hope Rick Bristol and his family are are doing great. I hope he enjoys this time off with his family now. Um, I have a feeling, give it a few years, I'll probably get the bug again and want to get back into it in some shape or form. Um, so I guess my point of all this is I want to thank Rick uh, for all the invites, for for all the great times. Working, working the charity race for him was, was fantastic. I want to thank Auburndale Speedway. I got my break over there. I got a random phone call from Ricky Brooks, of all people, Ask me what I was doing the next day because they needed somebody else on the microphone over there. This is before Rick even stepped in, so this is not a knock on him or anybody else there. But I wasn't doing anything. I love to talk about race cars going in circles, so I went over there. You know, I got to to know Rex and, and Colette, and just I, I I made a good impression, and I'm glad to have kind of a, a backup place to go. And you know, if I wasn't blessed with with all the great things at New Smyrna, who knows? Maybe I would be over there, but. Uh, working at New Smyrna goes way beyond just getting to announce somewhere. It's it's the friends I've made. It's um, you know, my 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 roots are in there. You, you know, seeing you out on the racetrack, having you up there every week. It's just there's so much more to it than you know all the 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 things that we have to fight through just to to keep the place going. So I guess that's my diatribe of the day, but. Um, I hope that uh, Auburndale has been able to find someone good. I know I reached out to Jake Wilson. He's got he's he's got the dream job right now. He's going to all the big races, doing all the stuff. He's he's doing stuff stuff for Sunshine State. Oh, I butchered that. Uh, Sunshine State Racing. He's doing stuff for Hype Motorsports. So I know he's busy, but he was the first guy I reached out to. Hope they find somebody good. They deserve a a great, reliable announcer to keep things going over there. And you sure Auburn- you don't want to do it? I'm not quite sure I'm ready just yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's man, I'm telling you, announcing is it is tough. And when I when I first started, there was a lot of people that doubted me. I doubted myself, Steven. I was very shy. Very shy. I'm still shy, but I was very shy. Like I didn't 
I talked into the microphone like this, like, okay, here they come. There's and and everybody's in turn one. Everybody's like, <laughs> they can't hear you. I had to break out of my shell. It took me a year and a half or, or two to break out. So it, it's, it is an intimidating job because, yeah, everybody everybody's hearing you. But the best part is, if you are shy like me, you're behind everybody. So you're looking at them. They're just hearing you. They, who cares? It, that helps. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, hope they, uh, I hope they find somebody. I would love to be able to help out there in the future if, uh, if need be. I um, appreciate Rick and I appreciate the Auburndale Speedway. Um, but looking forward to good things to come at New Smyrna. They got that modified race, man. They mm-hmm, got that mm-hmm. modified race for Speed Weeks, 200 laps, tour mods. I, I think that's one of the most exciting things they've got done in a long, long time. Oh, baby. Looking forward to it. And and I hope that Ben Dodge gets to come back down for Speed Weeks. Uh, I, he missed a great, great round of modified racing last year. It's probably the best we've ever had. It was a shame that he wasn't there. It's the first time in like 50, I don't know, 45, 50 years, Ben Dodge wasn't the voice of the tour mods at New Smyrna for Speed Weeks. Um, it's kind of weird that I was the guy that, that he passed the torch to. He called me and said, Hey, listen, nobody knows this, but I can't, I can't make it. I'm not going to be able to make it to speed weeks. And he's like, I'm not sending anyone in my place. I don't want anyone in my place. You have this, you've got this, this is your track. You've got this, you've got the knowledge, you've got the skill. So to get Ben Dodge's blessing for last year was, it was phenomenal, but I hope that Ben Dodge gets to be here to, do the first tour mod race. He's so deserving. Uh, he is the voice of the tour modifieds. If he can't, of course, I'm going to do my best. I'm not, I wasn't there to replace Ben Dodge last year and I can't replace him. I never will be. I can just uh, do a good job for him. If he can't make it, if he can make it, who knows, maybe he'll let me, uh, you know, kind of be color on the other end, let him do his thing. Cause he's just, he has a way, he, he has a way of announcing that, that it's, it's just a, you know, it's Ben Dodge. That's really all I can say. Uh, but maybe you'll let me do some color, if anything, because that's going to be a huge event. Maybe I'll do Victory Lane or whatever. But um, that tour mod race at New Smyrna is going to be incredible. Um, looking forward to the rest of the year. We only got a f- couple of races to go, man. Oh, yeah. I personally am looking forward to the 25th. Because we have the third annual Armadillo 100, which Stephen will be participating in. The old Buick, it still turns on. I turned it on the other day. Uh, we have some work to do for it. we we're running out of time. So uh, we're going to get some help on that, get that thing straightened out. Steven will be on track the 25th. And, uh, you know, he's been a little quiet the last couple episodes, but I think we'll get him uh, We'll get him talking for sure after the Enduro. What, what um, you know, you have experience in it now. What do you, like, do you have a different mindset going into this one? I, I feel like you're probably less nervous about it. Absolutely. I mean, I had driven that thing maybe, what, a half a mile? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we bought it you drove it to my house that was it and we hauled it out there we had to do some last minute work on it and got it out there and i only got lapped 20 times still finished (laughs) sixth though got a top 10 in your first race you you finished unlike a lot of people it's it's always a battle of attrition with the neuros and and i'm just looking forward to it and you just want to be back out on that racetrack oh no doubt and hopefully be out there a lot more next year fingers crossed but it that track has as you've stated it's a home track now now it's my home track it was my indoctrination (laughs) into short track and to be able to go out there and compete just to be even a larger part of it 
to be able to put on a show. Yeah. That is my ultimate goal. I am there to go out. I'm going to have fun regardless, but to really put on a show and give the fans something to enjoy. Well, you did that during the Bad Bunny, so <laughs> I'm sure some people will recognize that ugly-ass 24 car. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> the Green Beast. Yeah, and that's what, uh, that's what we're all looking forward to. So we have the um, Twin 25s coming up for the Sportsman plus the Prolates, the LKQ Superstocks, Mod Minis, the Trucks, and the bomb rays this weekend, and then in two weeks, it is the Armadillo 103rd annual enduro race that Steven himself will be in. So we have all that to look forward to. Um, I think that'll wrap it up for this week's show. Any final thoughts? Oh, one thing that I did want to put out there when we were talking about quarter midgets, if I'm not mistaken, it is October 3rd. They have the arrive and drive. So if you have mm -hmm. any, any any youngsters trying to get into it, exactly. Oh, it's sold out. It has been no so popular that it, there is a wait list for it now. But just to bring awareness to it, yeah. when it does happen, it is something that is available out there. Yep. And I heard that they have had to cap the limit. You know, the little 500, the big event that happens around Christmas time? Yes. They've had to cap it at 225 cars. No so kidding. There will be over 200 cars for that. So oh, we'll be talking about beautiful. that for sure. So, yeah, we got a lot of quarter midget stuff coming up um we'll have other interviews um if anybody wants to be on the show i've had a lot of people reach out to me that i haven't been able to get to yet because i want to get to them when um they got some big stuff coming up i know we're going to talk to uh, robert howell about the billy bigley memorial race that's coming up at 417 uh we got governor's cup to talk about um i'm going to be doing crash rama again this year so we'll talk about that um we got a little 500 um even though the season is winding down, it, it doesn't stop. So uh, appreciate everybody who has listened to the podcast, whether you like it or not. Um, keep the feedback coming. Um, and I think we're going to finally have that big news to reveal uh, next week. So anyways, let you guys go. This has been a good discussion. A lot of good things on this this edition. We're very, very busy, and uh, we have more time this week to flush things out. So appreciate everybody listening. I'm Ryan Stevens, and over there, that is the Pit Penguin, otherwise known as Stephen Collins. And we will talk to you all next week. Go support your local short tracks, everyone. Have a great week. Talk to you later.